اشهد ان لا اله الا الله اشهد ان لا اله الا الله اشهد ان محمد رسول الله اشهد ان محمد رسول الله حيا للسلام حيا الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فقد قال الله عز وجل في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إنما المؤمنون إخوة فأصلحوا بين أخويكم واتقوا الله لعلكم ترحمون صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الظلم ظلمات يوم القيامة وكما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام Kiram, respected brothers and elders in Islam, all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our creator, our nourisher, our cherisher, our sustainer and provider. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most powerful. Nothing in this dunya happens without the permission of Allah. Each and every single thing continues to glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَكِنْ لَا تَفْقَهُونَ تَسْبِيحَهُ That man... You cannot comprehend its glorification. How do they really glorify Allah? May peace and salutations be upon the Messenger of Allah, our Master Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, upon him, upon his companions, and upon his family till the day of Qiyamah. Respected brothers and elders in Islam, as you and I are privy of the fact that in this hayah there are different types of shukuk. One is the haq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One is the haq of his bondsman, the haqqul ibad. And with regards to the haq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one cannot 
violate the rights of Allah. One cannot trespass the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, their boundaries. Allah says, إِنَّ الشِّرِكَ لَظُلْمٌ عَظِيمٌ By doing shirk, this tantamounts to the, the greatest injustice a person can do. And then there are hukuk, rights of the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of his bondsmen, of his slaves. And a Muslim brother cannot infringe upon the rights of his Muslim brother or sister. This is totally unacceptable. Will a Muslim brother in the right frame of his mind harm, hurt, injure his biological brother or sister? Person will not do so. But why is it that our Muslim brothers and sisters, we see there is no ukhuwah, there is no unity found amongst our Muslim brothers and sisters in Islam. Whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called us in Quran, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَةً This is not my saying, this is the word of Allah. Allah says that you see Muslims, the mu'mineen, they are all brothers unto each other. They are ikhwah. فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَ أَخَوَيْكُمْ Although we are not, one is not a biological brother of his fellow brothers sitting here, but we share the same faith. We share the same deed, the same millah, and we follow the same creed. And that is the creed of Islam. Hence Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls us brothers. Allah says, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَةً That the believers are brothers unto each other. فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَ أَخَوَيْكُمْ Set right this peace, and this mahabba, and this mawadda, and this love between you, between yourselves. وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ And fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that regard. In other words, be careful. Do not make zulam. Do not trespass. Do not go beyond the bounds. Because by doing so, you will not receive the mercies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتُ بَعْضُهُمْ أَوْلِيَاءُ بَعْضُ As far as the believing men are concerned, the believing women are concerned, Allah says one is a helper of the other, is a supporter of the other. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in a hadith said, you will not enter Jannah until you bring Iman. And you will not have true Iman. You will not have true Iman until you have love for one another. And then Nabi Wasallam said, Shall I not show you something? That if you do that, it will create that muhabba and that love amongst yourselves. And then Nabi Wasallam said, Afshu salama baynakum. Spread the salam. Spread the salam amongst yourselves. So a Muslim brother meets his Muslim brother. Assalamu alaikum. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Brothers and elders in Islam, what is this salam? Have we ever pondered as to what is this salam? First of all, why do we make this zulam? Why do we commit this zulam and we act unjustly and we behave inappropriately to our brothers and sisters? This is because we have forgotten our identity. We have forgotten what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called us in Quran, how Allah termed us in Quran. So we say salam, but there's no real meaning behind that salam. If we look at salam, salam means peace be upon you. In other words, we are telling, a Muslim is telling his brother, that listen, لَا يَنَالُكُمْ مِنِّي أَيُّ مَكْرُوهُ I'm not going to harm you in any way. Take my word. I guarantee you, no harm will come to you from my side. This is the meaning of As-salamu alaykum. And then we respond by saying, وَعَلَيْكُمُ السَّلَامُ رَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ And few seconds after that, we are fighting this brother, speaking ill about him, behind him, making zulam upon him. Infringing the rights of this brother or sister in Islam. So this is totally against the dictates and demands of what is salam. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah means la yanalukum minni ayyu makruh. I'm not going to harm you in any way. There's so many fawaid, there are so many benefits of maintaining this brotherhood, this ukhuwa. As far as the akhirat benefits are concerned, the ukhrawi benefits, if we maintain this mahabba, we maintain this mawadda amongst ourselves, this love for one another, then we will live with that. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will allow us to rise on the day of qiyamah with this. And Allah will admit us all into Jannah. But in the dunya, if we have to maintain the sukhuwa in the dunya, then here too, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's ghaybi madad, His divine nusrat will come. And a Muslim will see that by maintaining this mahabba, 
بَيْنَ الطَّبَقَاتِ There'll be no racial discrimination. Or oh, this person belongs to a certain group. He's of certain color. No, we are all brothers and sisters. In that way we will live with peace. In that way we will be living the meaning of As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. A day will come when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will allow us to be victorious. And for us to be the victors. But this will only happen when we live with that As-salamu alaykum, with that true ukhuwa. And if we fail to maintain this ukhuwa, then my respected brothers and elders in Islam, the enemies of Islam will attack us. Sometimes they will attack us unknowingly. We don't even know from where they have attacked us. And in that way, this entire unity will be destroyed and totally destroyed. Allahumma hafadna, may Allah save us. So there are ayat in the quran Kareem. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, and consider these ayat as a gift that is given to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because I rather know now in the dunya, what are those things that will help and assist me for me to abstain from doing certain things or from having certain awsaf and characteristics, and in that way I will maintain this ukhuwa. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَةً فَأَصْلِحُ بَيْنَ أَخَوَيْكُمْ Mu'mineen are brothers, set the peace right, restore that peace. If ever that is broken, Allah says, أَصْلِحُ Fix it up, set that peace right, restore that muhabba. وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ Fear Allah. So that you can receive his mercies. So this is how Allah sets the tone by giving us an introduction as to what's going to come in the following ayat. That listen now, oh you mu'mineen, the following ayat of Quran or in the next two ayat of the Quran, there's a condemnation of six osaf, six qualities and attributes or characteristics. And be careful, stay away from having these qualities because if one has within him these qualities, this will damage and spoil the ukhuwa and that brotherhood and unity that we have amongst ourselves. And the first thing Allah says, Ya ayyuhalladina amanu, O you who have brought iman. Allah is addressing us, the believers. La yaskhar qawmun min qawmin asa ayyakunu khayran minhu. Don't forget you are brothers. So a group of you should not make sukhriya. Men should not make sukhriya of other men. Women should not make sukhriya of other women. What is the meaning of sukhriya? Sukhriya means to mock, to ridicule, to laugh, to jeer, to jest. So we should not be doing that. Don't laugh at somebody. And yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains, or Mufassirin explain in this verse of, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu la yasqar as-sukhriya. Sometimes they say, At-ta'arifu bil-mithali awdah. You rather define something through an example that clarifies the matter. So by me giving you an example that would be better for you to understand. Perhaps we are here in the musalla in the masjid and there's a heaves class that's going on and the are children that are reciting Quran. And you get this one brother who, one elderly brother who also decides to learn the Quran. He's not so well versed with the laws of tajweed etc. And now he decided to come and learn the Quran. So he came to the imam, help me, I want to recite. So imam says, okay, bismillah, read. So he starts reciting. And then you see all the other guys who know Quran, who know how to read in Quran, tajweed, etc. Some of them may laugh. Look at this, brother, how he's reciting. And now he's making an effort. This is called sukhriya. Or maybe somebody gave you a present, a gift. The neighbor sent something to your home. So we say, no, what is this? This is not our taste, not our type of thing. This is not our taste. How, how could I send something like this? All of this is considered as sukhriya. You are laughing at somebody. Allah says, don't do that. Because by doing sukhriya, this is now spoiling that ukhuwa. It's damaging and, in dis- and it's destroying that brotherhood and that unity. And why one is 
Why is it impermissible for one to do sukhriya? Because this tantamounts to kibar. By me doing sukhriya, this is pride. Al kibru batarul haq. Pride is to reject the truth and to look down upon people. By me doing sukhriya, this is pride. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, So la yaskhar. First thing Allah says, Be careful, be wary, stay away from sukhriya. لَا يَسْخَرْ قَوْمٌ مِّنْ قَوْمٍ عَسَىٰ يَكُونُ خَيْرًا مِّنْهُمْ You are laughing at somebody else, perhaps those people are better than you, how do you know? وَلَا نِسَاءٌ مِّنْ نِسَاءٌ عَسَىٰ يَكُنَّ خَيْرًا مِّنْهُمْ Women should not do so, perhaps those who are being laughed at, they are better. وَلَا تَلْمِزُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ Number two, Allah says, do not taunt yourselves. Do not taunt yourselves. Do not find fault with each other. This damages ukhuwa. An alim is asked something about some masla regarding some shari masla. So he gave a verdict. The mufti gave the verdict. Then we laugh. What this mufti knows about what he's speaking? It's not your field, brother. It's his field. A medical doctor diagnosed the patient and said, this is the problem. Suffering from so-and-so illness comes to our table, on the Jummah table after Jummah. Now we sit and we discuss as if we are the doctors. Like we know oh, what this doctor knows. I don't think he's qualified enough to, to, to even diagnose this patient. By doing this, my dear brothers, you are damaging, you are damaging Ukhuwa. Don't do that. Don't find fault. People have their fields. People have their specialities. Don't find fault with people. Number three, do not give contemptuous names, offensive names. Do not call people with offensive names. Oh, you ignorant person. Don't do that. Oh, you foolish person. In the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam migrated, when they came from Makkah to Medina, then it is mentioned in one rewind that one sahabi would be called with numerous names. And he didn't like it. His verse was revealed. Don't call people with offensive names. The worst name you ought to give anybody. Allah says, بِئِسَلِسْمُ الْفُسُوقُ بَعْدَ iman is a name that connotes fisk. Wretchedness and disobedience and oh you fasik. After that man brought iman, you call him a fasik. Of course there are people who are fusak. There are fasiks, no doubt. But that will be governed by the books of fiqh, etc. That will tell us who is a fasik. I'm talking about where a person is motivated by his nafs. A person is motivated by his nafs just to call somebody a fasik. When that person is not a fasik. So Allah says the worst thing is to call that man a fasik. He's a mu'min. You know what Allah says? That man who doesn't make tawbah from doing such a thing, Allah says, let him know that these people, they, the one who doesn't make tawbah, they are the zalims. And this is what we're talking about. Don't make zulam. Now you are doing the worst. Calling somebody a fasik, he's not fasik, you are the zalim. Now you are answerable. You know the zalim, my dear brothers, the zalim. May Allah protect us from zulam. May Allah protect us all from zulam. Zulam is totally, totally abhorred and detested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Never ever permissible in any way. Zulam. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Imam Shafi rahmatullahi alayhi. There is one qawl. Imam Shafi, one statement of Imam Shafi. He says that there's one ayat in the Quran. So if anybody is mazloom, if anybody is mazloom, then look into the ayat of the Quran. Or read the tafsir of the ayat of the Quran. This ayat, as Imam Shafi says, it is... A sahab, it's an arrow, it's an arrow in the heart of the zalim, and it is a balm for the heart of the mazloom. It will ease your pain. Oh you mazloom, it will ease your pain. And what is this ayat? وَمَا كَانَ رَبُّكَ نَسِيًّا Remember your Allah never forgets. Remember your Allah never forgets. It's there already in the knowledge of Allah. Allah will help you one day or the other. Be careful of earning the da'wad. That's another bayan on its own. 
earning the getting the da'wah or the baddu'ah of the wali. There's no hijab. Go straight to Allah. And rightfully so. So in this ayat, Allah is saying, stay away from these three things. You don't make tawbah, you are the zalim. One can imagine what must be the situation where one calls a person a murtad. Allah says, you can't call somebody a fasik. Imagine calling somebody a murtad. That you are now out of the fold of Islam where that person is a Muslim. You are answerable. Then in the next verse, Allah says, here we see a condemnation of another three things. Ya amanu. So number four. اِجْتَلِبُ كَثِيرًا مِّنَ الظَّنِّ Avoid much suspicion, conjecture. Perhaps you, why? why? Why should you do that? In the is, some dhan is guna. It's sin. Your Muslim brother is passing by some liquor store, going to give that person some dawah and invite him and tell him to, to desist and to stop from what he's doing. And you went past and you saw that so you said, oh, maybe this guy is going to buy some bottle and going to drink. That is Bhagavad. Some organization collects charity, collects zakat, collects sadaqah. Then the person who established the organization tomorrow, he buys himself a house or a car, or maybe he pull a job with our money. You don't know, verify. Why don't you think good of your Muslim brother? In the Bhagavad is guna, some of the dhan is guna, it's sinful. Number five, do not... لا تجسسوا سبحان الله it means in, in, in tafsir we see لا تتبعوا عورات المسلمين do not probe into the awrat the faults of your brothers and sisters worry about your own fault this doesn't mean do not advise that person or do not show him how to stop what he's doing no give him da'wah help him assist him but here we are speaking about where a person just wants to know hey, what, what, what so and so person is doing out what is he doing out there I just want to know why are you doing such a thing and if you come to know so what should you do then عورات المسلم that person who conceals the aura, the fault of his Muslim brother, Allah will conceal his fault. Which one of us doesn't want this to happen for us? All of us want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to conceal our own faults. So this is where sometimes you go to your brother, hey, you know what so and so did, please tell me, please tell me. Why are you doing this? Now you're putting pressure on your friend to give you a secret. He knows what happened. Now because he's your friend, he has to tell you, Allah, custom, I will not, I won't tell anybody. This is just our secret now. Now he's forced to tell you, and by telling you, what did you achieve? This damage is uhuwa. Allah is saying it. Walata jassasu. Do not spy on each other. Don't probe into their sins and into their wrongdoings. That's between them and Allah. One toba a person makes, who knows? That person is... In Allah Illiyin, we have to worry about our faults. And number six, condemnation of the six. Quality Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, stay away from ghiba. And we've heard multiple times, many, many times about ghiba. In the arms of ghiba, backbiting. Allah says, أَيُحِبُّ أَحَدُكُمْ يَأْكُلَ لَحْمَ أَخِيهِ مَيْتًا فَكَرِحْتُمُ Is one of you love to eat the dead body, the dead meat of his brother? فَكَرِحْتُمُ Definitely you abhor this. You dislike this? Would somebody consume that? So ghiba tantamounts to eating that flesh of the dead body. Allah says, Wattaqullah. Now fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Indeed Allah is ever forgiving. In other words, if you made these mistakes, and if you have within you these characteristics and qualities and attributes, then Allah says, stay away from these things. Because these six qualities... Damage and destroy that ukhuwa and that unity and that brotherhood. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq to look into these verses and to ponder and reflect over these verses. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assist us all. Wa akhir da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.